0: Okay, so we're gonna pick it up from Davov Omidbez. We're two lines or three lines from the bottom. Just to review what the Gemara Vav Ahmed three lines from the bottom. Gemara. Stop it. So just to review what the Gemara had said like this, you have to you have to remember. We're looking for a source to warrant why to explain why we need a Pasuk to tell you not to do Yibum. On your daughter or your sister or your, your wife's sister, or which are all our rayas. So, why would I need a pastor to tell you not to do that? So, we're constantly looking for a source of asayda chaleza se karis. That's what we're looking for. That once you know there's a concept that a say could be doicha loysa se then you might think that yibam, which is an asay, should be doicha the loysa se of an erva, Kamashal, and the Pusik's now. But you need a source. So the last attempt that we had was the Pusik says, You shall not make a fire, Bechom Mashvay Sechem on Shabbos. And we said, What is it referring to? So we had this Braisa that explained that it's referring to. The prohibition of how we do not give sreifa, we do not kill someone who's chayav misa sreifa. We don't do it on Shabbos. Now the Gemara, if this is very important, actually, the Brisa says this is actually very very important because the Brisa says like this: You might think that you should administer sreifa. Then the Gemara says, "I ain't not." Or perhaps you don't, and then the Gemara says, "No, you should." And the Gemara says, "No, it's avaruish." So it's like a back and forth. It's like a little ping pong, and the Gemara doesn't explain why. So the Gemara ends off by assuming, why would I say you should do sreifa? Because the ase of the sreifa is doicha leisah seish by Karay of Shabbos, Kamashon, and the pasuk's not. That was the Gemara. And the reason we don't do Shrefa on Shabbos, I mean, yeah, that's what we assume right now. No, we don't do sreifa because the pasuk says leisav aruish. But why would I think you should? We assume this because the ase is seih. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, uh, not, I mean, if he's Chaif strafe, you have to do it right away. So if you found out that he's Chaif strafe, you should kill him on Shabbos. You might think that you should, Kamashbal, and you don't. Uh, it's very, on. first of all, there's a, mitzvah, there's a mitzvah to kill him. Why should you wait? He's uncomfortable, he's nervous about it. I don't know, maybe you should. I, it, whatever, I mean, you, you, we, we just know that you don't. <laughs> but, I'm so... So the Gemara says like this, so why would you do Sreifa? The Gemara never said why we thought you would. So we assume it's has got say The Gemara rejects it. Amr Simi Baraashi, the reason why we thought the Havamina is that you should do Sreifa is not because of Aseido Khaloisa Rather, the Havamina was based on a Kavakhimer. As we'll see today, there was a Kavakhimer, meaning there is no Aseid Echalois That's not a thing. Why? So what? What's the havamina? Why would I assume that you should do sreifa on Shabbos? That you need a Postal not to? It's not because it's a se'ta There's no such thing. It's because there it was a kavachomer. So therefore, it's unrelated to yibum. What's the kavachomer? We're going to reread the brayso with the kavachomer. So it's not a se'ta say. It's a kavachomer. The pasuk says, "You shall not desecrate Shabbos." So we assume the havamina that you're not allowed to desecrate Shabbos except for doing strafa Why? Misas Bezdin Dachia Shabbos. By the way, someone pointed out that, that every... Forget about strafa Killing him is also uh, Ritzicha. Yeah, the point is the the, 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 the best best to, of Exactly. So you might think that you should kill him. The other Malachis is actually interesting. I? I don't know. Um, so you might think that you should kill him, but not because of a seidacheloyis to say, rather because of the kavachomer. What's the kavachomer? So the Gemara says misas bezdanach shabbos kavachomer. Go to the next page. Daf zayinim What's the kavachomer? Uma avoida Here's the cheshbon. Avoida in the base hamikdash is daycha shabbos, right? You bring karbanos on shabbos. Yet misas Bezdin is daycha avoida. What does that mean? Let's say there's only one kohen to do the service, and he's chayiv misa on a Tuesday. And he's about to shecht. He's the only kohen to do the service, and he and they're like, "Hey, Yichai of Misa. And he's like, "I'm the only one. If you kill me, there's no avoida." You know what we do? We kill him. You take him from the mizbeach. So you see that avoida is daicha shabbos, but Misas Bezdin is daicha avoida. So it's like the transitive property. If avoida is daicha shabbos and Misas Bezdin is daicha avoida, then Misas Bezdin should be daicha shabbos. Okay. So that was the kavuchaymer. So now let's reread the brisa. Again, this is important, just for the chesed. The brisa had like a ping pong game. The brisa said, "You might think you should do it." We thought it was because I said the chalai Now it's because of kavuchaymer. Then the Gemara says, "Or maybe ella, you don't, or perhaps you don't." That's why I need the pasuk. So what's the oyeinay? Meaning, right now we just argued you should do you should do the misas bezdin because of kavochemer. Then what was the havamina not? I mean, the gemara was like enoi There was like a back and forth. So right now we're arguing that you should because of a kavochemer. What's the rejection, and then back and forth that you end up needing a pasuk? So how did the gemara instantly reject this notion? So the gemara says my the Then why did the brayso say enoi Or perhaps you don't do misas bezdin. Right, we just had a pretty good Kavah chaymer. the Gemara says Hachikomar Kvuras meis mitzvah techiach she and the Shabbos Your, the flaw in the Kavah is what about Kvuras meis mitzvah right if a kayan is the only Kayin to do the havoidah sees a dead body right he has to bury the dead body even if he doesn't do the and yet do we bury a dead body on Shabbos no so you can make the exact same argument if is daicha avoida and avoida is daicha shabbos. Shouldn't be daicha shabbos? What do you see? I mean, your kavuchaymer is flawed because your kavuchaymer, which you tried to do for for misas bezdin, right? The the for from misas bezdin was if avoida is daicha shabbos and misas bezdin is daicha avoida, then kavuchaymer should be daicha shabbos. But we don't say that by misas uh, by kuvurah's Mitzvah. Kuvurah's Mitzvah is daicha avoida and avoida is daicha shabbos. But Kvuras Mitzvah is not daicha shabbos. Doesn't the transit property doesn't work? So what do you see? I, I don't know. Our cheshbon doesn't work, right. right? So then, and then the Gemara then ping pong back. Or maybe perhaps you should. Why do you we don't bury. Do you bury people on, do you people on Shabbos? Oh, so then the Gemara says like my father, Then the Gemara, then the then the back, the ping pong back is what my father said. So maybe we should talk and bury people on Shabbos. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, that, that, was back the back and forth. That if you're using this chesmen, that instead of saying that both of them are wrong, maybe both of them should be dachas Shabbos. Kamash That's why you have a pasuk that we do not kill people on Shabbos. Therefore, this entire kavuchaymer is it doesn't exist, and therefore no change. So that was the chesmen. So therefore, there's no the, the reason that we were going. To do misas bezdin sreifa is not because of uh chaloesa say it was because of a kavacholimer. Okay, no makar. Now we thought originally that we were going to do aseder chaloesa say we were going to kill someone on Shabbos not because of a kavacholimer because of aseder chaloesa So now let's just entertain that notion for a second. Let's go back. We don't. It's not. It's not true. But let's go back. Let's assume that it was a sacedocholosis. So what was the ping pong back and forth? Meaning the brace had like three it's like maybe you should kill him, maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you should, maybe you shouldn't. And then there's a possible, right? So we just we just uh, filled in the gaps using cavalchimer. Maybe you should kill him because of a cavalchimer. What about chorus placements? Well, maybe miss should be daihoshabis. Ah, possible. So we did the ping pong back and forth with the cavalchimer. Now let's do the ping pong back and forth with a sacedocholosis. Let's go back to what we thought originally that we we're going to kill him on Shabbos because the of misas Bezdin is Doicha Loisese Shish Bekaris. So then, what's the back and forth? Okay, it's just We just want to fill in the gaps. Again, it's not relevant because we, we concluded that it was because of a Kavach The Gemara just wants to know if we thought that it was a say Doicha then what's the ping pong back and forth? What's the Havim, you know, what's the this, what's the that, what's the this? You know, you what's the, the, the multiple steps? Like, we should kill him, that no we shouldn't, yes, we should, no, we shouldn't what would be the back and forth instead of the back and forth being based on Kavah climber what would the back and forth be if it was asay Darcha so the Gemara says may that which you originally thought that the reason to instill Srefa on Shabbos was because Aseh Darcha Leis May de b'kareis what was the back and forth so the reason start off you have a reason to kill reason not to kill reason to kill, reason to kill Pasuk that was the that was the the pum pum. right? Reason to kill, reason not to kill, reason to kill, possum. So reason to kill, is asay The asay of is That's reason to kill. Now what's the reason not to kill? So by kav we said because of kuvur me that was a problem. But what about this? Now asay dachaloyz to say reason to kill. What's the reason not to kill? The gemara says. Right, the reason to kill is Then what's the reason not to kill? You know what the reason not to kill was? Maybe we don't say. Meaning, this braysa was gufa going. The back and forth is gufa what we've been dealing with over the last three dafim, and that is reason to kill. I say. Of Misa's Bezdin is Then the Gemara says, maybe you shouldn't. Why? Because not That's what why the Bryce was like, reason not to kill. Then what's the reason back to kill? Then the Gemara says, Then the reason to kill is like this. What's the reason not to kill because I is do say, but it's not a shish pokars that's the like the the notion we've been having Let me ask you a question which one's more severe I or losase Like if you do if you do both of them you don't do an I or you do a losase which is worse in like punishment losase you get lashes So the reason to kill is I is do meaning an I is able to override a say, even though say is more severe What do you see you see that I Beats it for whatever reason. So if an say is willing is able to beat a leisa which is stronger, why can't it beat a leisa cars I mean that's go the back and forth. Meaning first we want it, you, you should kill him because the asse of misas bez and is deicha leisa Then the gemara says maybe not. Maybe asay is only deicha not a deich leisa Then the gemara says no, it should be deicha both. Why? A leis is is stronger than asay, and yet an say wins. So it's crazy anyway. So might as well. Right, it, it's like uh, it, you know. Once, once it doesn't make sense. Once an say could be that I say why can't it be the like? halaisa? Yeshu A says anyway stronger than an say and ase wins. So if it wins, it wins. Yeah, but uh, but halaisa says stronger than an say anyway. But, but, but the point is, it's not. It, it clearly has nothing to do with strength or severity. It clearly is that the and Hashem is to do the ase. So if the rest the Hashem is to do that say then who cares whether it's a loyce sheish karis. I would say it's karis its thing. So oh and then and then that's why the posic tells you no. I mean, I mean that would be the gufa. Is loisa sheish bikares like it's probably like a Shakir is loyce sheish uh show that the loyce uh, is stronger? Or it's just a side point it's a say that happens to have karis. That's basically the question. So Ase is the say, even though a is stronger than Ase. So who's to say that? Who's to say that an can't be Dekhulis? That that's good for what we've been dealing with, and comes to the passac. But again, this is all not relevant because this was the Havamina. But we actually concluded that the reason to kill someone or not to kill someone has nothing to do with Ase Dokhalos say it has to do with the Kavachomer. So we're back to our original question. Tamulem Okay, so we're back to our original question, which is a question that we started on DAF Gimelamid Bays. And that is, why do I need a Pasuk telling me not to do Yibam on a daughter? Why would I think I should? So we said, oh, Asay Dechalaseh. No. It's out. Asay Dechalaseh is gone. We're done with that Tzuggi. It's over. There's no Asay Dechalaseh Shishpar Not a thing. Back to our original question. Why would I think I should do yibum on a daughter? That I need a Pasuk to tell me not like that. That's the question. So the Gemara says like this, Ela the reason why you need a possink to tell you not to do on and Erva on any of the 15 is Saul dechamina. you might think. Yeah, th- th- there are some rules. Rabbi Shmuel Oimer we say every morning, right? Certain rules. There's one of them is Kold Davar Shahoyablao, V Yatsah, Vyatzimanaklau, Which means, very simple. If you have a generalization, and then the terrorist specifies an element of the generalization, that's to teach you. That's the rule, not the exception. Okay, so what, okay, so let's say, let's say like, according to one opinion, that's how it works, right? The Torah says, don't desecrate Chavez. That's a generalization. There's many ways to desecrate Shabbos. Don't do it. Then the Torah says, don't light a fire. That's a specification. And the reason why it's specified is to tell you that The same way desecrating, uh, lighting a fire gets you the death penalty, so to everything. I mean, it's teaching you, it's singled out because it's teaching you a rule that could be applied to the generalization. Perhaps that's how Yibam worked as well. You have many women that you're not allowed to marry. Right? The Torah says, don't marry any women. Then the Torah says, but I want you to do Yibam on your sister-in-law. Maybe when the Torah says, I want you to do Yibam on your sister-in-law, that's a rule. That you're allowed to do yibam on any woman, that's an error. Meaning that the reason why I need a pasuk is because you might think the yibam itself is working under this one of the rules of Rabbi Shemal Oimer, and that is you have the Torah generalizes don't live with all these women, like laisegalu erva, right? Then the Torah specifically singles out your sister-in-law and says you can marry your sister-in-law. It's a mitzvah to marry your sister-in-law. So you might think that's not the exception; that's the rule. Comes the pasuk and says no. That, that's the, the the reason why you might think is because it's fundamentally working on uh that, that's 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 why you need a pasuk. I don't know say the list is out, that that's a, let's see it inside. You might think the rule of Yivam in general, which is marrying a woman who you're not allowed to marry is It's working with the following klal, the following uh Concept of Joshua, and that is you have something that was included in generalization, the Yitzhak Minaklal, and it was excluded, it was singled out. It's not the exception, it's the rule. So, correct. Meaning, maybe ibum maybe is not the exception, it's the rule. Meaning, maybe the sister in law being ibum is the rule, not the exception. So, may, so maybe you should do Yibam on any erva. But it's not learned out, it's not like we're comparing the other ervas to the sister-in-law. It's that the sister-in-law is the rule, not the exception. And it's working with this klal of The Gemara says, and what's an example of this? We want to like have another example of, of being singled out, being the rule, not the exception. The Gemara says, Ketzad, um, What's an example? The pasuk gives a generalization, which is you're not allowed to eat any carb on when you're tame. Okay, that's a generalization. Then the pasuk specifies <laughs> that if a person eats a shlomim when he's tame, uh, he gets Karis. Okay, so you have the generalization, which is you're not allowed to eat a carb on when you're tame. Then the pasuk specifies shlomim. So what is, the, is, is Shlomim the exception of the rule? It's the rule. Why is it specified? And the price it tells us, Shlomim kachim ha Shlomim was included in the generalization of not eating carbon when you're tamay. And why is Shlomim singled out to tell you not to eat it when it's tamay? It's to teach you ma kachim is bayach. It's to tell you that the only time it's a problem and get kareis if you eat a carbon when it's tamay is it has to be like Shlomim, which is, Kotshem mizbeach a carbon. yotu As opposed to Kotche bedek habayis, are holy items that belong to the Beis Mikdash. So let's say you have a, a, a broccoli that you donate to the Beis Mikdash. That's called kotshem bedek If you eat that broccoli, when you tell me you're not going to get karis, why? Because when the pasuk singled out shlomim from all carbonus, it was teaching you a rule, not an exception. A rule, just like shlomim is a carbon, you get karis. So too has to be a carbon. Fun. So too over here. There's a rule: don't marry any women. But the exception, but the, if singled out, yibam. So that's not the exception; that's the rule. That's what you would say. Here's the problem. Which part? You might think that when the Torah singled out yibam, it's the rule, not the exception. Here's the problem, though. Correct. Yeah. This is all the, we're just trying to figure out the hava right? We always the conclusion is the same. The conclusion is the mishnah. I'm trying to figure out the hava Here's the problem. Okay. What's the example of singling out something where it's not the exception it's the rule? So the example given is is a carbon eating a carbon in a state of Tuma. The generalization is do not eat a carbon in a state of Tuma. Do not. Then the specification is do not eat a shlumen in a state of Tuma. So that was singled out and it was completely unnecessary because it's just repeating itself and we're telling you that's the rule not the exception. Okay. What's, so what are you trying to compare? I'm just going to speak it out, and we'll see if the question becomes obvious. Do not mani- marry any of these women. Marry this woman. That's the rule, not the exception. No, no, no. Any time you have a generalization of a do not, yeah. and then the Torah says, do this, that by definition is the exception. What well, what are you thinking? I, you, you're uh. thinking that it's the rule, not the exception. Why? Because the Torah made a generalization and then it made a specification. But the specification is different than the generalization. Meaning, when the Torah general the example of shlomim is the Torah says, do not eat any carbon in a state of tumah. Do not asher. Then it says it's asher teish shlomim. the reason why you could use that as a rule and not the exception is because it's repeating itself. There's an isr on all carbon and then there's an iser on shlomim. Why are you doing this? So, it's obviously not an exception. It's not an exception, it's repeating itself. So it's telling you that's the rule. It has to be like a shlom, not kachay the goodbyes. But over here, the Torah says, don't marry any of these women. All of them are awesome. Then the Torah says, but you should marry this woman. How could that be the rule? That's literally an exception. <laughs> like, if, it, 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 it's, it's the, the, the definition of an exception is when you make a general rule and you specify one and say it's different. That, that's the definition of an exception. No, I'm, I'm saying that you could only apply this rule of when the Torah specifies one as it being a rule, not the exception. When the specification is repeating the same halacha, right? The Torah generalizes: no carbon may be eaten in a state of tameh, tumah, Then the Torah specifies: shlamim is not allowed to be eaten in a state of tumah, So the Torah is signaling it out. It's, it's but but it's it's not it's not saying a different halacha. It's just saying the same halacha specified. So any time the Torah is saying the same halacha specified, it's the rule, not the exception. In this case, the Torah is saying, Asr to marry your daughter. Asr to marry your sister-in-law. Asr to marry your... Asr. Then the Torah says, Marry your sister-in-law. How could that be the rule? That's by definition an exception. Because the Torah is specifying it, and it's not the generalization. It's, it's like, It's like you tell your kids, we always, you're never allowed to eat, you're never allowed to eat something unhealthy. Never. Today it's your birthday, you could have ice cream. Oh, that means I could always have ice cream. No, no, no. I said you're never allowed to, and I'm saying this, it's, it's different. I'm saying never, and now I'm saying it's allowed. It's by definition different. You understand? It's not, it's not, it's not what the rule is. The Gemara says, wait a minute. Uh, the the, uh, the Gemara says the was So so too the Gemara thought the generalization was don't marry any women. But then it says you're allowed to marry your sister-in-law. So to maybe you're allowed to marry any woman. But the Gemara says me dummy. The case where it's the rule, not the exception, is where you have the klal is aser and the prat is aser. Right? Don't eat any carb in the state of Toma generalization don't eat shlom in a state of Tummah specification but it, 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 but it's lined up so it's a rule not the exception but but over here it's by definition an exception you know what it's more comparable to right if we read that Rabbi Aimer very quickly we don't like really think about what we're saying we were trying to say that Yibam is more comparable to which means anything, anytime you have a specification, it's the rule, not the exception. You know what Yibam is more comparable to? What's the Russian? You know what that means? That means if you have a generalization and then something is specified, that's the exception, not the rule that's what it's more comparable to and it's and it's only and it's and, and anytime you have a generalization and then something is different that's different unless you're told otherwise that's what it's more comparable to the Torah says don't marry any erva that's a rule then the Torah says your sister-in-law's mother." you know what it means your sister-in-law's mother. no one else that's what it means correct i'm saying no exactly no one else only your sister-in-law. Not your sister-in-law who's your aunt. Not your sister-in-law who's your daughter. Not your sister-in-law who's your mother-in-law. Your sister-in-law. That, that's what it's more comparable to. In, in which case, you don't need a Pasa. The Gemara says, rather, haloy dami. You know what Yivam is actually comparable to? Something that was included in a generalization. the And it was specified as a Chiddush meaning an exception, and and it does not go back to the generalization until you're told. It's the exception, not the rule. You know, an example of this, the Tani, I'll tell you what the example is. The example is that you have the Asham Mitzayra, right? And Asham is, is is a sin offering. And it has certain halachas. How it's, the blood's applied, How's there's a thing called Asham Mitzayra, the Mitzayra Asham. Now the Mitzayra Asham is like a, mitzvah, um, a-, a asham, except it has one thing that's a very big exception, that is that you put the blood on the fingers and on the toes. The Torah specifically describes how the asham is different. And then it says, kechata And the Gemara says, what would he therefore? for? It's to tell you, although it's the exception in one regard, it's still like the other things, meaning it's not a full exception. If not for that, I would just say it's an exception. I don't know what the blood... I don't, Meaning, if I were to ask you, where do you put the Hashem blood on the Mizbeach? You would probably say, where you put the other ashams. You need the Pusik to tell you that. Why? Because it's an exception regarding the blood on the fingers, I might think it's such an exception, I don't know what to do. Meaning, anytime you have something that's an exception, you, you don't just throw... You don't apply that to the generalization. It's unique until you're told otherwise. So the grammar says Titania, dabisha be khab yati be khodash yati rashad azid khodash nas ferish. Kate sir an example. Shakhlas az kevis makamish yish khalas hatas be soila be makam kadash kik khatas The passage says the asham mitzora the mitzora's asham carbon is like a chatas and like an asham. Meaning it's like a regular carbon. Why do you have to tell me that? Matameloimar because Hashem Tsara has a uniqueness, it has an exception that the blood is placed on your right thumb and your right toe. So you might think because it's an exception, I don't know where you put the blood. <laughs> like maybe you don't put the blood. Like if you'd ask, like if you were stop right there, you put the blood on the finger and on the toes. Then you ask the Kayyun, let's say the Torah never said anything else. Where do you put the blood on the Mizbeh? He'd be like, I have no idea. Why? Because it's an exception. Once it's an exception, I, I I I don't know. Why don't you just say it's like any other ashram? Once it's an exception, it's out. I, I I don't I don't apply it unless I'm told. That's why the Possak has to say, no, ka It's like a regular ashram. Like it's not, you know, it's unique in one regard, but it's still regular in other regards. What do you see? You see that when something's an exception, it's an exception. It's not the rule. That we wouldn't even know where to put the blood on the asham unless we're told otherwise. So too over here when it comes to evil, this woman is the exception. I don't know what to do with her. You're going to, uh, not only, uh, so I'm going to start saying that because the sister-in-law is mutter, I should be able to marry my daughter? No. The sister-in-law is an exception. Just like the asham is an exception. And that's why the Pasuk has to specifically say no, 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 Still, it's still a regular asham in regarding other Allahs If not for that, I wouldn't know what to do with it. You see, there's a concept of an exception. That's basically, basically, we thought it's the rule? No, it's the exception. The Gemara says, Because the passage says, put the blood on the fingers, you might think you shouldn't put the blood on the Mizbech at all. Because it's such an exception, I don't know what to do with it. Go to the next page. No, the passage says, no. And had the Pusik not said this, I would say that it's the exception. And it only has the halachas that are specified. So too, by the, by the So too, over here, the only thing that's mutter is what's mutter. So what do I need a posseg to tell me that you shouldn't do a yibam on a daughter? Oh, because I may think that what? No, what's mutter is mutter. <laughs> The Targum specified you marry the sister sister-in-law, then that's it. So why would I need a pasuk to tell me not to do Yibmanador? We thought at first it was working with the Kol Davishay No, we thought As I was a Seidachaloy say threw it out. We thought it was Kol Davishay Abchlaw Yadam Yatsa Loilav and a lot No, it's more comparable to Kol Davichlaw Yatechazalufersh. Fine. Back to the original question: Why would I think? You know what the Gemara says. I would think, and it's Tysus and Yuma Daphmem that doesn't really understand like the Havimina the so much. The Gemara says, I might think that we should just learn it straight up from a sister-in-law. The same way a sister-in-law, the Tyra waves the prohibition, maybe the Tyra waves this prohibition as well. And you're going to say, that's what we've like we've been rejecting that for three Daphim. So basically, the Gemara is going to say, I have a source in the Tyra, that once the Torah is matur one iser, uh, matur two. Meaning, it's not working on saying it's not working on koldav The Gemara is just working with the following rationale. It's a rationale. Once the Torah is willing to waive the arias of a sister-in-law, which is one erva, why can't it waive sister-in-law and daughter? Meaning, it's the same woman, right? This this daughter is also your sister-in-law. So she comes to you to do yibum. So like, you, you sort of look at her like like a, like a cartoon character. It's like split down the middle. There's sister-in-law and daughter, right? Both, you know, because she's a combination of the two. The terror is willing to erase sister-in-law. So once the terror is willing to erase one, ister, maybe it'll erase two. Where do we find such a concept? We're going to find such a concept in, in, in this Amid. The Gemara says... We should just do it as a straight-up comparison to every sister-in-law. Just like the sister-in-law, the Torah waves the Yisr, so to the other Rai is the Torah waves the Yisr. Now you're going to say, wait a minute. Yeah, but the sister-in-law is one so this is two. The answer is... Sister-in-law and daughter. Sister-in-law and mother-in-law. Sister-in-law and insert, one of the other 15. We're saying... The, same you might think. the Gemara says perhaps once the Torah is willing to wave one of the ervas eh. once, you're, once you're already willing to wave one why can't you wave two? You well no, now the Gemara is just saying I have a different source that sometimes the Torah will if it's willing to wave one is it'll wave two isur. Meaning this woman comes to you. She's your sister-in-law. That's us, sir. But the Torah waved it. So then this woman comes to you. She's your sister-in-law and your daughter. So you turn to her and you're listen. You're like, Mitzad, my sister-in-law, I got no problem. The Torah waves that is, sir. He's still my daughter. Maybe the Torah is willing to say, once we're willing to wave a sister-in-law, once we're willing to, like, within one woman, erase half an erva, why can't we erase both? Where do we find such a concept that once the Torah is willing to wave one is, sir, it'll just wave two? So... Basically, it's funny. I actually thank God I recorded all my previous dafim This is a sugya and soch and Sadi bezim and Aleph and I'm a So I listened to yesterday. I understood it back then. It's not that difficult. What it has to do with like, like this. I'll spoil the end. I'll tell you what it's referring to and then we'll go through the details. The basic details are you have a person who's a Mitsuira. Yeah. So he's Tame. He's part of the eight-day process, of the, the end of his Tahara process. He has to go to the Beis Hamikdash and to have blood be put on his fingers, right? Problem is, as we'll see, he's not allowed to enter the actual Azara. But the Pusik says that the blood has to be put on him Lufnei Hashem, which is in the Azara. But he's not allowed to enter the Azara. So what he does is he stands in Niknar and he sticks his thumbs in. He puts blood on his thumbs. That's every Mitzar. That, that's not what we're dealing with right now, right? That's every mitzvah. Here's the problem. It's Erev Pesach. He's got to bring his karma. So, okay, let him go in, put the blood on his fingers, he'll become taher, then he'll bring his karma Pesach. Perfect. Problem is, that day he woke up and he had a seminal emission. He became a Balkari. So now, here's the issue. So, okay, so he goes to the mikvah. The problem is, that whole day after you go to the mikvah, you're not allowed to enter Harabias. So, so, like, he's got to get to Shar Niknur, which is right outside of the Azara. Which he could if he's a Mitsura. The problem is he's now a Mitsura and a T'vul of a Balkari. He can't enter Harabias. So you're like, okay, so you can't. So you're out of luck. Here's the problem: if you can't enter Harabias, then he can't have a carbon pesach be brought. Because bra- he went to the mikvah or because he's a mitzraya. No, no, the mitzraya. Okay, so let, let's let's take let's take the steps back. He's a mitzraya, and then he's tameh. But then at the end of the seven day process, he goes to the mikvah, he waits for nightfall, and then the next day. He has to go bring a karbon, and he puts the blood on his fingers. Now, every Mitzayra is not allowed to enter the Azara, the actual Beis HaMikdash. So how do you ever have the blood put on? So they stand by Sharniknor, and they put their thumbs in. That, that's, that, he, he's allowed to enter harabayas so he just can't enter the Beis HaMikdash, the Azara. Which, fine, so far so good. So he goes in, puts the blood on, it's Erev Pesach, then he brings the Karbon Pesach just up to Niknar, he can't enter the actual Azara. Like where the actual, you know, Ezzar and Ezzar Kehanim He can't enter that area, but he could walk through the Ezzar Noshim, up, to, up the steps, to Niknar, put his thumbs in. He's allowed to do that. So far, so good. So he's, he's tame, but he's going to get the blood put on, then he's going to bring his carbon Pesach. But the problem is that day he wakes up and he had a seminal emission, So now he's Tameh. So he goes to the Mikvah. It doesn't matter. That day... After going to the mikvah, until nightfall, you're called a tfulyoyim. A yom is not allowed to enter Har Habayas. There's an iser de'eraisa for him entering Har Habayas. So he can't get to put his thumbs in because he can't get there. And if you'll say, okay, so you're Thomas, so you do it the next day. The problem is then he's not bringing a karm pesach because it's a pesach. He's got to be taller to bring a karm pesach. So what does he do? You understand. He woke up. He's a yom. He goes, he's a Balkari. he washes himself in the mikveh, he's got to wait that to that nightfall, he's still called, that day he's called a mean, he's not allowed to enter Harabayis at all. Oser daraisa. So how does he get to Sharnikna? That's what the Gemara is dealing with. Ditanya. De Mitzorah <laughs> shechal shemini shaloi b'Erev Pesach. You have a Mitzorah who, the last day of purification, the day of the blood, is Erev Pesach. So he's got to do the blood, then he's got to bring a karm Pesach. But so far, so good. It's going to be a tight tight window, but he could do it. But here's the problem raw. He woke up that morning, saw a seminal emission, right? He saw a seminal emission. Then he went to the mikveh. That whole day, he's called a tevil He is not allowed to enter Har Habayis. And we're assuming it's an Isser de Oiraisa. So how does he get to Shar Niknar? How does he get there? And if you say he doesn't get there, then he doesn't bring a karm Pesach. does pay training? Yeah, but then he's losing out on Karn Pesach. So, what does he do? So, says the Gemara, Omru Chachomim, Aaf Bishain yoim nichnas, ze nichnas. Says the Chachamim, let him go, let him walk up to Shar nichnas. Ah, he's a T'fulyoim, yoim, and it's osir doi raisa for him to do that. Mutav, it's actually not osir doi raisa, it's a bitil ase. I misspoke. It's not osir doi raisa, it's the ase says not to. So, by you going in, you're Mevatlan ase. So, it's a biblical issue. But he's allowed to, why? Chazal said, Better for him to override the assay of entering Harabayas and let him bring a carbon Pesach. Because carbon Pesach has with it the punishment of Karis, and this doesn't. Fine. So far, so good. He enters Harabayas, he walks through, and he's doing a bital assay because he wants to bring a carbon Pesach. Now, the Gemara interrupts itself for a moment and points out. Which is a bital asay, <laughs> tar become to bring a korban pesach, which is an asay that has kares, kares. Okay, that, so far so good. That, that's not the that's not why we're bringing it. And by the way, the gemara interrupts itself and points out entering harabayas we're saying is a bital asay, a biblical issue. Rav uh, shita was actually that it's a rabbinic issue, so it's even better. So, I'm saying, so you're doing a rabbinic problem. In order to bring the karm Pesach. So far, so good. The Gemara says, um Vam <laughs> Ravychron Rafi points out that it's actually only rabbinic. <laughs> because it says Yah stood in front of Harabaius and it called Harabaius Chatzar Akhadasha the new Chotzer. What does that mean? <laughs> it was the Chotzer. the Harabaius was the place that they were mechadesh, that is, Tful <laughs> That a yom is not enter there. Fine. Okay, so here's the deal. You're the Tfulyoi, right? You had a valkeri, this is the next point, then we'll finish it up. You saw the seminal mission, went to the mikveh. that whole day you're called the Tfulyoi. Now you got to get to Sharniknar, but you're like, I can't enter Harabayas, it's a biblical assay. So they say, nah, it's it's kadai, it's worth it, either it's biblical or it's rabbinic, it's worth it, go. Here's the issue. You walk through Harabayas, you get to Shar Sharniknar, and you stick your thumbs in. Let me ask you a question, why are you allowed to stick your thumbs in? You... No one is allowed to enter the Beis HaMikdash after having carry. Right? You saw the seminal omission. Even if you want to say entering Harabayas is only rabbinic, the actual Beis HaMikdash itself is biblically forbidden with a punishment of karis. So why are you allowed to stick your fingers in? So the Gemara in Zvachim says because there's an opinion that holds which is, it's only a problem if you bring your whole body in. This is just your thumbs. Here's the problem. The Gemara over there asks, what about Ula? Ula holds. Sticking your part of your body into the airspace of the base of HaMikdosh is like entering your entire body. So here's the kasha. According to Ula, how are you allowed to put your thumbs in? So you're going to say, well, it's worth it to bring the carbon Pesach. Nuh-uh. Oh, carbon Pesach is karis. So it's putting my thumbs in. A <laughs> Forget about like carbon Pesach. Forget about Metsayra. I'm a guy on a Tuesday morning in the middle of July. I saw a seminal omission. I went to the mikvah. I walk up to the base of mikdash and I stick my hand in. Just my hand. Forget about it. I just stick my hand in. I give a fist bump to a coin, I stick my hand in according to Uli Yachayv Karis. So, why? So, so, go back over here. So, I'm a tzvul Yayim. I'm a mitsayra, so I put my thumbs in fine. But now, in addition to mitsayra, I went, I saw a seminal emission. I went to the mikvah. I'm like, I gotta get there because I gotta bring Karn Pasach. So I was like, just do it. It's worth it. Just go in. Enter Harabai's. it's worth it. Okay, keep going. I enter Harabai's then I stick my thumbs into the Azara. Why is that allowed? So you say, well, because it's just your thumbs. No, according to Ula, your thumbs is like your whole body. Biyah shma So why is it allowed? says the Gemara, You know what the answer is? Every Mitzayra, you could ask the question, according to Ula, that putting your thumbs in is like entering your entire body. Why is a Mitzayra ever allowed to put his thumbs in? A mitzvah, right? on the eighth day of his purification, before he brings his carbon, before the blood is put on his fingers, where is he allowed to walk? He's allowed to walk in Har He is not allowed to enter the Beis HaMikdash. Not allowed to, at all. So why is he allowed to put his thumbs in? It's of Karas. Because the Torah says it's allowed. Meaning the Torah waived the prohibition for the Mitzvah to enter his thumbs in, so says Ula. If the Torah is willing to waive the prohibition for a Mitzvah, let's waive it for a full Yom and the Mitzvah. Meaning, once the ta- according to Ula, every time the Mitzvah puts his thumbs in, that should be Chayiv Karis. But the Torah says it's Mutter. The Torah waived the Isser. So says Ula. If the Torah is willing to waive the Isser for every Mitzvah, we'll waive the Isser for a Mitzvah who's also a Balkari. right? A Mitzvah can't put his can't enter that base of Mikdash, and neither could a Balkari. But we're saying right now, you put it together, put your thumbs in. Why? The answer is because every mitzvah is Osir with a of Karis. But the Torah allows it. The Torah waives the prohibition. If the Torah is willing to waive the prohibition for a mitzvah, it's also willing to waive the prohibition for a mitzvah who's a Balkar. Once you're in for one, why, once one's Mutter, will make two Mutter. Oh, so Tysus has that kasha. We'll get to that in a second. But back to our Gemara and Yibam, once the Torah is willing to waive, meaning... It's, this is the comparison if the Torah is allowing a Mitsuri to put his thumbs in that's what the Torah says and then we're extending it if a Mitsuri is allowed to put his thumbs in so too once you're in for one then it might be muta, it might as well be Mutter for a Mitsuri who's also a Valkyrie so why can't you say the same thing with Yivim if the Torah is willing to waive a sister-in-law why can't I also marry my sister-in-law who's my daughter once one's Mutter why can't I say both are Mutter that's the concept alright we'll stop here we'll pick it up tomorrow now your Kasha recording stop. recording so toysus